Hello, and welcome to episode 59 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. I'm David Auerbach, CEO and publisher at iPhone Life. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor at iPhone Life. Today we have a special episode. Apple held WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference, this afternoon. And so we wanted to give you live coverage of the event and tell you all of the greatest takeaways from uh, today's event. And it was a crazy event. Normally, if you if you don't watch these normally, which you probably don't, <laughs> uh, it's usually about an hour. This was a two and a half hour event. It was a marathon. So we've got a lot to cover. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be probably a little bit longer of a podcast than usual, but we're really excited because there's a lot of cool announcements. Yeah, this time we not only got software updates that we were expecting, including iOS 11 and watchOS 4, but also some exciting product announcements that we are going to go over with you guys. So to get started, let's first uh, tell our sponsor for this episode, which is Erin. Erin um, has these wireless earbuds, the M1s. <laughs> Sarah, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you'll see her right now uh, demo demoing them. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm on like a late night TV like shopping channel. Yeah, you're yeah. a QVC right now. Which, by the way, if you're listening to the episode on iTunes, you'll be hearing the audio version. If you'd like to see the video, go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, and in our blog post for each episode, we include a video link. So mm -hmm. you can watch and get to know us even better. And Sarah, you've been testing these out. Tell us about them. Um, they're wireless earbuds, which means there's zero wires to mess with, and you just pop them in your ears and go. And I'm, I was really skeptical when the AirPods came out about wireless earbuds, mm -hmm. but I'm really enjoying using wireless earbuds. And I love, uh, you can't see unless you're watching the video, but they come in this cool little aluminum tube that... Kind charges of, them. Kind of looks like a lightsaber tube. And so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally. you can just, when you're not using them, you just pop them in here. It charges them. I can't remember for how many hours. I think it's eight hours. Right. Maybe. And so they're, it's just super handy, easy to keep track of. Um, I think this is the way our earbuds are going. Yeah, they're definitely kind of the future of your, but they're really small, really portable. And what I like about Earin is they're really dedicated to sound. So a lot of other, the wireless earbuds are focusing on kind of cool little things you can do, like uh, tracking your heartbeat or things like that. But Earin just says we care about sound. So they're portable, light, really high quality. And what's nice is they're $50 off right now yeah. if you go to Earin.com. I like too that they're low learning curve. Like a lot of now wireless headphones have cool features that you can like tap and swipe on the ear pads in order to control playback. But Erin again also wanted to create a really simple user experience mm -hmm. where like they have a couple things that you can do uh, to control them, but it's not a complicated setup, which yeah. I think, you know, for me can be a barrier. You know, there's another pair of wireless earbuds that I've been using and Honestly, I don't even mess with the buttons because I have no idea what the heck they do. And I guess I could really like investigate further and like read all the directions. I'm surprised, I, Sarah, because you said you're the one who loves reading manuals. Yeah. But I have What's a thing, going on here? I have a thing. <laughs> apparently for speakers and earbuds, I just expect them to work. Yeah. I like to Weird. just use them. I hate reading manuals. Yeah. I, I, I like reading manuals. manuals and I probably will, but it's annoying to me that I can't just like press a button on this, this other pair and like 
know what it's going to do. Like, it took me a long time to pair them to my iPhone because I was like, or to my Apple Watch because Uh I wasn't at home and I didn't even have the manual to check. Whereas Mm -hmm. these ones are just very intuitive. So, and and they're very cool. Like, I really like the company. We met with them at CES and they're just a very cool company. Swedish design, really, really well designed. So you either go to erin.com or you can go to iphonelife.com slash podcast for a link to erin.com. I don't know why you do that, but you could. (laughs) Uh, One more announcement before we get into all of the iOS 11 coverage, all the WWDC coverage. If you're listening to this and we sound extra clear today, like maybe you can actually hear Sarah's voice for one. (laughs) It's because we got new microphones from Blue Mike. They are sponsoring the podcast by giving us these beautiful microphones. Uh, Thanks, Blue Mic. Thank you very much. They're awesome. We use them. We've always used Blue Microphone really high quality, and they're digital, which means you can plug them directly into your computer using USB. So if you're ever doing a podcast or you need professional-level audio, really affordable, bluemicrophone.com. Awesome. Or, or some URL close to that. <laughs> yeah. We will, we will put a, an actual link in the podcast as there well. You go. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I forget, so someone better remind me. Great. All right. All right. So, getting into WWDC coverage, let's first just talk about an overview of what happened today and what are some of our main takeaways. So, we got a lot of updates, including WatchOS 4. So, that was a pretty big update mm-hmm. for the Apple Watch. I was really excited about that one. Yeah, uh, Apple, uh, sorry, watchOS for iOS 11, mm-hmm. and that included some great uh, features for the iPad. We got HomePod, which is a new, the Siri smart speaker that we've been talking about, uh, new iPads, a new Mac line. Am I missing anything? It was crazy. There's, I haven't been this oh. excited about an Apple announcement in a long time. Yeah. TVOS did not get an update, or they didn't talk about that yet uh, today, but we are getting an Amazon app yeah. for the Apple TV. So that's Finally. one. So those are, that gives you an idea of what happened today. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of our main takeaways. Yeah, I think uh, a couple takeaways. First of all, uh, I think they referred to iOS 11 and kind of the updates in general as being refreshers. I know the mm. Sierra is Sierra High. No, High Sierra. High, high Sierra. Sierra. And uh, Craig, Federighi, Craig Federighi, I hope I'm saying that yeah, right. Yeah, you got that. Um, made a lot of jokes about, you know, it's all high. baked in yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, baked. Um, yeah. It's a smoking <laughs> update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but my, take- my biggest takeaway is Apple really focused on practical, useful things. Yeah, it was pretty you know, great that We way. didn't get any, like, now you can share your heartbeat in three colors types <laughs> thing, you know, where it's just like, sometimes Apple gets carried away trying to do, like, the things the kids want. And this felt like really practical, useful things. I found myself, like, for the fifth time being like, it's about effing time, and... and uh, our COO turned to me and said, you keep saying that. And I was like, that's a sign it's a good update. <laughs> yeah, yeah things I, we've been waiting for and wanting. I was sitting next to our feature writer, Connor Carey, mm-hmm. and we actually high-fived a few times. Uh-huh. <laughs> so We yeah. really geek out about this. Because <laughs> And a lot of it was building on features. Like One example is the Photos app had live photos, and now they just made the live photos so much better than they were before. Yeah, you can loop it, and you can bounce it back. So like if someone jumps into a pool, you can make them watch them jump jump and then set it so you also see like see it in reverse yeah and you can choose the frame of the live photo you want if you want it to have a still version which was something that really stopped me from taking live photos because mm-hmm. they choose that moment for you and you can't and it's it. always the moment when you're like 
eyes are half closed yeah. and you look yeah. and you can't change it. Yeah. Yeah. And there were some activity updates that were really great. Um, we'll you get can more track, into all of that. Yeah, are we gonna, <laughs> I'm so excited about right. this one. You can track high intensity interval training. We'll get yeah. to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Um, also, iOS 11 had great updates for the iPad. So I feel like it was just, like you said, functional updates. It didn't feel like anything really that new with yeah, this update. Yeah, last time they completely redid messages, and that was their iOS yeah. thing. It's hard to point to one thing that they completely redid this time. There's no, like, you know, quote-unquote sizzle feature but everything felt like adding a lot of polish, a lot of usefulness. A lot more interconnectivity. Yeah. 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 But I do think some people might have had the takeaway, like, oh, nothing that exciting. I don't know. We were Not for us. We, we were, were, we were excited. We, there was one live photo thing we forgot to mention. Go ahead. You can do turn it into a long exposure. Oh, yeah. There was yeah, a lot that was of cool. Cool live photo things. I thought live photos were kind of dumb, like fun, but dumb. But now I'm really excited well, about them. It's really cool because it's that annoying thing how when you take a photo and like you're blinking and you get all annoyed and, and then with a live photo, it's capturing a few seconds before and after. So now you can just change it and get to the second when you're not blinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my other, just one real quick takeaway before oh, we dive ahead. into it. My other takeaway was... The reason why this was a two and a half hour announcement as opposed to an hour, an hour and a half announcement is they announced gear, which like they hardware, al- hardware, thank you, which they almost never do. Uh, they announced a new line of Macs, which is basically the new Intel processor in the Macs, uh, and they announced the speaker and a new iPad. And partly that's a surprising in and of itself because they never do it, but partly it really gets me excited for the fall announcement when they normally yeah. announce all their hardware and it's like, what are they saving up to? Yeah, because if they're doing all of that now, they must have something. Yeah. They know that fall needs to be exciting. Yeah, they'll have big plans. And there yeah. were so many things that they didn't really necessarily talk about in iOS 11, but that had to do with augmented reality and virtual mm-hmm. reality, that you got to wonder what kind of hardware the new iPhone will sport in the fall. I it's would exciting. bet a lot of money that there will be an augmented reality or virtual reality device that's launched in the fall. Because I agree, almost every product they released... Uh, kind of supported augmented reality. I mean, they even did a whole demo of an augmented reality software for the Mac, and it seemed just a bit overkill unless it was kind of a step in a direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't even game, and it was so cool. It was really cool. It was a Star Wars demo. And the people who do game in the office were, like, even Losing 10 times it. more excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like another interesting indicator was that in the office, everyone, as each thing was announced, everyone was saying, oh, like, when can I buy that? I want to buy that. Uh-huh. Which I feel like is not the case at every announcement. A no, lot of people definitely. will be like, oh, yeah, cool, but, like, I'm not going to buy that. Or actually, like what is Apple thinking? Like, why would I buy this? I've yeah, had that there, reaction there too. There was a lot of, for iOS 10 and messages, there was a lot of eye rolling. A lot of things that they thought were going to be cool that I don't think hit their mark. Like messages, effects, and stuff like that. Yeah. That just seemed like, we don't need Apple to do that. Like, we already have Snapchat. And when do you ever send a message effect? Like, it's um, such a... I do, but mostly to, because I want to annoy the person I'm sending <laughs> exactly. it to. Yeah. It felt like, to me, almost everything announced here hit the, hit its mark. It was like, yeah. everything was practical, useful updates. It was almost like every update addressed some kind of pain point. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, the integration of workouts and music, and the fact that you can add 
do multiple types of workouts within a workout session. Yeah. It's like they've been listening to people's feedback. It really felt <laughs> yeah. like, I, I had that thought. I was like, they must have done a lot of focus groups. Do you know how hard right. it is to run and double tap your digital crown to switch between your workout and your music I if know you want to exactly switch songs? exactly how hard it is. And yeah. then you have to start an entire new workout if you're going to like do some yoga after you run. Yeah. All right, so let's okay. start let's out. In, let's yeah. d- dive in first to iOS 11 and mm-hmm. give an update, an overview of what what we saw with that. So iOS 11. Um, let me pull out my notes here. So we, there's a lot of stuff here. Um, and, and even though it was a two and a half hour announcement, it was so they went so fast through everything that we're like, kind of people were kind of jogging off the stage. Yeah. yeah, and they had slides. I was just watching some coverage of it. They had a they had a slide that had 50 points on it that they had on the screen for two seconds. I mean, that's how much information was displayed. So we're struggling to keep up, which is why we'll have our phones in front of us as we're reading this. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, and we'll we'll probably just give you some of the highlights. Mm -hmm. Um, Apple Pay had some updates, and this was pretty interesting, that you can now um, use Apple Pay in the Messages app as you can use Venmo. I think it was last. There's (laughs) (laughs) peer-to-peer Apple Pay, and it's an actual app in your Messages. And there's also in your wallet app, there's now an Apple Pay cash card. Uh, so if someone sends you money and messages, you can store it there and use Touch ID to pay for things with your phone. Um, so that's like making Apple Pay a little more functional. I mean, already I use it a lot with my Apple Watch, but mm-hmm. uh, I thought that I could see myself using this a lot considering I've begun using Venmo quite a bit uh, in the messages my, app. My main question for that one is what do you do with Android users? Right. I think yeah. I, I'm skeptical of this feature. It seemed well executed from the little bit of information we got, like had a clean UI. Mm-hmm. But I love Venmo. I don't think Venmo needs to be reinvented. It works really and well. And you can do Venmo from the Messages app too. Yeah. So I yeah. don't, well, you sound like you're excited. Um, I feel like I liked the cash card that when people send it to you, you can have it there. Um, I think it's just something that Apple Pay should have, but it's not, it's nothing new, but I could see, I mean, most of my friends have iPhones. Yeah. So. I don't see it being a huge issue with the Android for me personally. Yeah, I, just I mean, love them, I though. haven't really even been using Apple Pay. Like when I've done updates and unpaired my Apple Watch and repaired, or my credit cards, you know, like I got a new card or whatever. Mm-hmm. I haven't bothered updating Apple Pay, so I have. I don't even know if it's functional. I don't know if I have an up-to-date card. And it's definitely not set up on my watch right now. I love I just Apple Pay. I see it like the more features that they have like this, the more likely people like Sarah will use it, you know, because yeah. if it's missing I was, some of these functions. Then... I was thinking during the announcement, I should probably like get my Apple Pay set up properly again. I mean, yeah. I love Apple Pay for the ease of use in paying with the credit card, but this to me didn't make it any more likely for me to do that. And in fact, having a cash card to manage in addition to my credit cards, I mean, Venmo has cash you have to manage too, but right. it just, it didn't, it didn't do it for me. I wasn't excited about it. David, I saw you getting excited with the new um, control center functions with uh, multi-room support for Air- with AirPlay. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah. So they have a completely redesigned control center. And there were several things that I was really excited about. The first one is how control center works now. You swipe up from the bottom when you're using your phone. And it takes up about a third of your screen. And there's three pages. So if you want to control... AirPlay, or if you want to do home uh, home kit, you have to swipe to the second page and swipe to the third page. So you have to know it's there. You have to know it's there. It's not intuitive, and it's annoying, especially if you use that stuff a lot. For me, 
one of the main reasons I use the control center is HomeKit. Okay, and but did you not notice that HomeKit was not in I the did notice. in the control now, center? I'm curious to see if that's something you can turn on in settings. Did they comment on it? They did not, but I'm wondering because, you know, I guess we'll cover this maybe when we get to the Siri speaker. That has HomeKit functionality, and I wonder mm. if they're trying to move us to either use that or actually open the HomeKit app. In either case, though, you can definitely control your music playback now from Control Center, which right. is, yeah. and you can from do that some, main screen, which yeah. is a cool 3D touch thing. So, you know, it's there, and if you want to get more into it, you can, like, 3D touch it and get more, more options. Yeah, That's basically... Cool. Swiping up and only taking a third of the page wasn't really a valuable saving of space. So now it takes up your whole screen, but therefore it has all the buttons in one place. Like Sarah's saying, you also have 3D touch to access more functionality. The other thing that I was really excited about was AirPlay 2. So basically, AirPlay speakers is a technology that Apple invented way back when. I think it was 2010, 2011, something like that. And it lets you play music to your speaker over Wi-Fi, similar to how Sonos works. Um, now, Sonos is cool because it lets you have multiple speakers that you're connecting and playing throughout the room. And until now, AirPlay hasn't let you do that. So what's cool about this is it sounded to me like any AirPlay speaker you could link together and play them at the same time so that you could have music playing throughout your house. And even if they're not the same brand. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to get like sets of speakers for a while so that I could do that. And yeah. it'd be so nice to not have to, like if you're having a party or something, like just having music playing in each room with the speakers you have, mm -hmm. which is going to be especially awesome for David, who has speakers in every room in his house. And is doing a speaker <laughs> article for this next <laughs> issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, I mean, it's uh, speakers are, like, good speakers are expensive, and you don't want to be, like, upgrading them all the time or, yeah, like, buying yeah. a whole new set of them. So, so this is cool. And, and, like, I have the Libertone Zips, which have, in the Libertone app, you can do this. So I have two of them, and they're in my kitchen, and you can have a right and a left, so you have stereo sound. And nice. it's really nice to link them. But it would be really nice if I had people come to the house to also link it to the speaker in every other room in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that seemed cool. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like there was also something about if you have Apple Music, you can let more than one person be like doing playlists. Right. They, they finally added some social functions. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, Connor, Carrie, and I are the only ones in the office who subscribe to Apple Music. We You've just been like holding it out, holding out, even though you know the Spotify's but, better just you for know, work and, and Connor and I are actually workout buddies as well. And so we're frequently being like, hey, check out my new cardio playlist or what. But once I share it to, with Connor, she can't add to it. Mm -hmm. Only I can add to it. And so it seems really lame. And I think we can follow each other now. We can like have collaborative playlists. We can. So there's a lot of social features that, as David kept pointing out that Spotify's <laughs> had for years. Right, right. But since we are sticking to this Apple Music thing, it's really nice to finally get some of those features. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Apple Music's catching up slowly. I, I, Spotify to me is just so light years ahead of Apple Music, and mm. I'm, I'm struggling to, to care about Apple Music, but some people like it. Thir they have 30 million subscribers now. Spotify, I think, has 40 million. So they're really catching up in terms of users. And I will say I was really jealous of Apple Music with the home pods we'll get to it but there's yeah. really nice integrations that apple can do mm -hmm. that spotify does not apple maps had some interesting updates too mm -hmm. with ios 11 i uh, you can get uh 
maps of malls and airports, the major ones, which I don't know how exciting that is to some of you, but the airport one is so exciting. The airport one is nice. So, you know, being able to find what's in your terminal easily. Right now, we use third-party apps for that, GateGuru. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if this is as good as that. Have you ever, like, you want to get, especially if you have a shorter layover, you want to get to your... Mm-hmm. terminal like as soon as possible yeah but sometimes you get there and you realize oh i'm in like the really like sucky terminal that yeah. has no nothing to eat you know like if you realize that maybe you would have stopped on the way and totally so, like having a map just right there on your phone would be so handy well yeah. and i fly southwest a lot and so i often end up flying through las vegas and i'll have a long layover and so i'll often trek to like a whole different terminal to get wolfgang pucks <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh it'll be i'm excited to have that built into apple maps because gate guru download it now it's nice but it's not like it's nice to have that information but it's not a particularly nice app so i have a good feeling about apple maps and then there was another related thing it's not totally apple maps it's more related to carplay mm-hmm. and do not disturb mm-hmm. but now your iphone can tell that you're driving and you won't get notifications unless you indicate like one you can it lets you set exceptions but also you can indicate like hey i'm not driving i'm actually in the passenger, the passenger. seat mm-hmm. yeah yeah, this was cool too because there's a setting that allows you to have an automatic reply uh, in your messages app that says, I'm driving right now, I'll get back to you as soon as I get where I'm going. This is something some Android phones has ha- have had for a while and I like that it's something that you can opt in or out of because you might not like just want this happening, but um, I I think it is. I think it's a good feature. Mm-hmm. I like it. And Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, I was just going to say, I think it's a great feature. Like, I I like that the phone manufacturers are taking some responsibility for this because it's a major problem. Yeah. I'm curious, though, will you guys turn it on? I think I I I will. will. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also, I like, because your phone can tell, uh, it can tell when you're driving. Can it even tell if you're a passenger or not? I don't know. They talked a little bit about... It can't tell, but it can tell you're sort of moving at, like, a driving speed. Mm -hmm. Right. Um... Any other iOS 11 features we want to talk about before well, we move a on lot to of iPad related iOS right. 11 well, features? Right. Should we talk we about to... the iPad Pro then? Yeah. And yeah. Talk, and talk about the iPad features there. But let's just are you skimming so to see if there's the, anything the else? The App Store is getting completely reused. Oh yeah. yeah. I like that they've they have new tabs. Well, one for apps that were released just today. So you can always just see the newest apps. And actually, during the announcement, I bought Monument Valley 2 <laughs> on my computer. <laughs> it came out today. And um, and then they have, they've separated games from all the other apps, which I also really like. Yeah, I like that and, too. And then they have all the other apps. And, um, and they have some features for developers that developers will really like, like faster app review, so you can get your app onto the App Store. And you can do like a phase rollout of your updates and or your new app one thing that i noticed they were integrating quite a bit of that i thought was really cool was a lot of machine learning stuff mm-hmm. uh, and i'm trying i'm struggling to think of some examples but they were a lot well, just of how much smarter siri is yeah but like for example they, they they have a lot of like they're starting to do neural networks and things like that that are really exciting one example that is from the ipad was they're using a neural network to detect handwriting so that mm. you can search your notes app for what you've handwritten with an iPad, which I thought was so cool. Yeah. I'm very skeptical that Donna and I were both skeptical that it could re- understand our handwriting. but Like you mean it would index actual words? Yeah. Just, that's pretty amazing. If they pull it yeah. off. That's a paid feature for a lot of apps. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So should we talk about the iPad Pro then? Yeah, let's do it. So yeah. um, instead of that, they've replaced the 9.7 inch screen iPad Pro with a 10.5 inch screen, and I believe it's really the same size, but they've made the bezel smaller, so I think it weighs it's the exactly same. Exactly the same format. And you can use this full size like smart keyboard, and then there's some really cool things that go along with that um, with iOS 11. For instance. They have a much bigger dock, and there's a predictive part of the dock where, you know, like recently used apps or apps you use a lot in certain locations. And if you swipe up on an app in that dock, um, it will, it, you can actually open the app and you can open it in like a, a split screen view or a slide mm -hmm. overview. And, mm -hmm. um, and if you swipe all the way up, you can actually open the app switcher, which they didn't mention, but I noticed also had the control center. I'm not really a big iPad user, although I'm very tempted to become one. <laughs> so I don't know if, if, you, if that's usually in the app switcher, but I thought that was cool that all that stuff was just there. And mm -hmm. yeah. And then let's talk about the Notes app in iPad Pro. Yeah, so the Notes app now has an ability to where you can use your Apple Pencil to sign PDFs and things like that. So you can just, your through the camera app, you can take a picture of a document and then easily sign it and... And the scanning was amazing. Yeah, you just take yeah. a picture, and you don't even need to line it up. You can just kind of have a picture. You don't of the have to be like. Table. You have you ever like stood up like on a chair and like taken a picture like. Yeah, with your yeah. yeah. I totally tried to you like lining up the corners. Mm -hmm. This you just take a picture, and it like instantly loaded, really high quality PDF resolution. And then you can mark yeah. it up, and yeah. you can send it. So this feature specifically, we were not sure if the iPhone will have it or not because it was announced during the section on iOS 11 for the iPad. Mm -hmm. But we don't see any reason why they wouldn't have this capability for the um, iPhone besides the fact that they were billing it as something you would use your Apple Pencil with. But, you know, you can also sign documents with your right. finger, when, so we'll see. I will yeah. say this is like the first time that they made the Apple Pencil sound appealing to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. they found some like really functional. Yeah. I mean, this is an example with the Notes app. like. A lot of people sign documents all the time, mm -hmm. are dealing with these sorts of things, and they just made it suddenly seem like, you know, a lot of people don't use the Notes app. This would be a good reason to I do it. I feel like they're making it, like, just the fact that apparently you'll be able to just tap the screen with your Apple Pencil, and that will just automate from your lock screen, and that will just open and take you right to the Notes app. So if you just need to quickly write something down... Mm -hmm. They've got you. It's awesome. Another yeah. another cool notes feature that it's sort of notes e Apple Pencil e is uh, mm -hmm. if you do a screenshot, you can mark it up now, which was cool. Like, yeah, it creates a thumbnail. It's and, and like of course you could have done that before, yeah. but it was a little complicated. Now there's a UI built exactly for this. And an example they gave was like you did a screenshot of StubHub, and then you could like circle the tickets, the area that you thought you wanted to be in. And like I, I find myself taking screenshots and sending screenshots a lot. So being and able to quickly and easily mark it too. up, yeah, crop mm -hmm. them, mark them up, was really mm -hmm. useful functionality to me. And that, to me, kind of epitomizes all the things they did, which is really useful yeah. things. And then there was yeah. the Files app. Yes. Yeah, Apple really uh, emphasized how iOS 11 is really geared towards the iPad. And I feel like especially with the file management, that's something that a lot of people uh, has stood in people's way of really using the iPad for mm -hmm. work-related right. stuff. Yeah. And now with it, they have a files app that allows you to organize all of your different things into folders, and that will sync across all your devices, including Macs. And so, all your cloud services like Dropbox yeah. and like Box and everything. So that's yeah. really cool. I mean, to me, iOS 11 for the iPad was a bit, taking a big step towards having an iPad be a work 
device. Well, here's the I thing. So I've been waiting for them to update the MacBooks, which they did, mm -hmm. and there are some pretty exciting updates. I mean, but then watching, yeah. Well, that's what I was waiting for. It's <laughs> yeah. like they're so they haven't like properly updated them in a while. But then I was watching the iPad Pro thing, and I was like, you know, this will do everything I need. Mm -hmm. So especially having a full size keyboard, I feel like that's a big deal yeah. for a lot of people yeah. actually. Mm -hmm. And then being able to access all the files that you need at any time. I mean, it you could do you could do that for a lot of things before this update, but this is just making it a lot more convenient. Yeah, uh, especially like Dropbox integration. David was saying, you know, we use that here all the time and being able to access all of that through the files app now mm -hmm. on your iPad would make it really easy to use the iPad for work. And then mm -hmm. there's drag and drop. Yeah, to me, those were the two things that really were the biggest area that a computer did well that the iPad didn't was file management because when you're working, you have a lot of files you're dealing with mm -hmm. and being able to like the user interface on the desktop where you can drag things around and multitask is really nice and they've done a good, yeah. multitasking has been around for a while, but what now what you can do, well, why don't you tell us, Sarah? Because <laughs> you don't remember? No, I just interrupted <laughs> um, you. <laughs> because um, you can, well, now I was just listening to you. <laughs> you know, you can actually select multiple things and drag them all at once and you can, you know, multitask while you're doing it so you can like drag them from photos and have and open up your mail app and like drag several things mm -hmm. in and it's just really it's a it's amazing. a small yeah it's a small thing but it makes a big difference when i'm on a computer and i want to move a file from one if i want to attach a file to an email for example i will t take the file click on it drag it to the email and let it go and it's just a lot easier than like mm -hmm. hitting the like share button scrolling over to more and hitting attach to email yeah and it's like there's a interconnectedness intuitive. and intuitiveness between dragging so it's an ability to drag a file over to a new place and it'll copy it uh or you know you can drag uh from the dock you can drag up and, and launch uh um launch a multitasking so there's just a lot of ability that's very similar to computer functionality now that they're adding yeah i mean i feel like this was the whole update was basically like i said addressing pain points like little barriers that kept you from using certain features you know mm -hmm. things that have made me say oh ipads are cool but they're extra like i'll just get an a computer and then for mobile things, just use my phone, and now I'm seriously considering getting an iPad Pro instead of a Mac, like a new MacBook. Well, and to me, I've been very impressed by the Microsoft Surface because it runs Windows. It's a full PC operating system, mm -hmm. and and the iPad iOS operating system just always felt limited to me. Mm -hmm. And I've been saying for years that I think that Apple needs to actually merge operating systems well they have the same now file management system yeah, on the macs and right. in ios this felt like at the very least making ipad functional for work and a step closer to having them be a merged operating system right yeah well, and it seems better in some ways because with the surface as i understand you can switch between the desktop operating system and the mobile one mm -hmm. but that's just like a little fragmented and weird mm -hmm. i mean it's nice to have that desktop functionality but I'm, I used to think that Apple should offer desktop operating system on the iPad, but now I'm thinking if they can create more of like a iOS that's close enough that it gives you everything you need, but still is that nice tablet experience, that could mm -hmm. be yeah. even, even better, yeah. potentially. I feel like people have been writing off the iPad as a sort of 
product that was not meant for the long term or was always just going to be niche. But I think Apple has actually maybe changed that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, sales have been down on the iPad, which is why people have been mm-hmm. writing it off. So it'll be interesting to see if they did enough. I mean, I, I agree with Sarah. I'm impressed. I have an iPad Air 2. Or maybe it's even an iPad Air. And I was really tempted. The bigger <laughs> screen is a big deal, too, because it's a bigger screen on a small on the same form factor. So like a 10, I think it's like 10.2 inches now. You know, MacBooks are you are often 13 inches, so it's not that far off. It's right. true. So now we've covered a lot of the main features of iOS 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we There's haven't gotten one more thing I wanted to talk about oh, for iOS 11. Go ahead. Which is now your messages sync across all your devices. So if you delete one from one place, they're going to be deleted from other places. I loved how when Craig Federighi said that, he had this like knowing smirk. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you know, those embarrassing messages. You yeah. don't want them showing up on your other devices. <laughs> or, and also, you know, sometimes like if I'm messaging on my Mac using like my iCloud account as opposed to because I'm without a phone currently so I don't have my phone like those messages aren't necessarily I have two message threads for instance with my daughter from when she was getting her phone repaired one is from her Mac like mm-hmm. which is associated yeah, with merge. her email and yeah they don't merge and so now they can all be together which is you know because you're looking through the conversation trying to find messages and you realize oh it was in like this other like message thread which is also with her but somehow not merged and mm-hmm. it was also a complaint I, I had on my list of things to complain about on the podcast is when you open up a, a mac which you haven't used in a while it tries to catch up with messages so suddenly you'll be like you'll for the first 10 minutes of having that mac open it'll just be like the last month of text messages is popping up in the corner. I hate that. Yeah. So I think this will solve that, is actually merging them so they know what's come in and what you've seen. Because you don't have that with email, right? right? You don't have like, oh, you have a new email. You have a new email. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, another... Go okay. ahead. I had my Apple complaint that I was saving for our next podcast actually uh-huh. got addressed too, which is on your Mac in photos, it's really easy to specifically... Because sometimes this facial recognition software doesn't realize it's a face. Like it's only part of a face. And you can like very easily identify this is a face and you can put in the name. It doesn't sync with your iPhone. And I find the facial recognition on iOS is like a lot less good. (laughs) It's just not very great. And so I'm excited that these will sync. And if it's not showing up in iOS, although I hope the facial recognition software in iOS is improved. They said it was improved. Yeah, but it will also, like, if it's not as improved as we'd like, it will at least be syncing with your Photos app on your Mac. Hmm. That is nice. And, and one thing we mentioned at the beginning of the episode too was live photos. Mm. Uh, within the Photos app on your iPhone, there are some other updates that had to do with live photos. Basically, you can now choose the frame that you want from that, that three second live photo. And that's huge because before it would, mm-hmm. like Sarah said, it would freeze when you're making some weird face and there's nothing you can do about it except for go to third party apps. So now you can do that. You can also play the, have it be repeating on a loop. So you don't need to have Boomerang or another app to do that. And you can have the, it play backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. So they showed a girl jumping into the pool and then like jumping back out over mm-hmm. and over again. This is, a, it's funny because Google released an app called Motion Stills, which basically did all of this mm. for live photos. And I think Apple must have been like, what the hell? We can do this too. Because it was like <laughs> literally like all that functionality, which was really useful 
practical functionality that Apple should have had from the beginning, to be honest. Well, maybe if they weren't so busy coming up with stupid dad jokes for the announcements, they could put more attention <laughs> on like features we actually want. I will say yeah. there seemed to be a correlation because there were less stupid dad jokes in this one. So there maybe there were a lot they of were, pot were smoking jokes. Like, were, you think that, there's usually a lot, a lot. Yeah, I mean, Tim yeah. Cook's like, now we're going to turn it up to 11. Oh, oh and then the, the HomePod is going to rock the house. They told us they that about that, like, 50 times. Yeah. I know. They're really worried about it rocking the house. They were really into it. <laughs> Should we talk about watchOS 4? Yeah. So that's what, you know, those are the highlights of iOS 11. There's some of the features we missed here. Go to iPhoneLife.com to see the full roundup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to watchOS 4. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot to say about the activity app. Well, I use it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I use the we workout know, app. We know. <laughs> we share Sarah activity. Works out a lot. So whenever <laughs> I work out or like close my rings or whatever, they get announcements. And mm-hmm. I actually um, do extra workouts just so that I can annoy David with extra notifications. <laughs> that's why social media. That's why social workouts are so effective. Is that you add that extra motivation of annoying your friends every time you work out. <laughs> <laughs> One day you're gonna mute me. Um, so now. Uh, there's a smart coach that basically, like, if you're getting close to closing a ring, it will send you notification, like, just 10 more minutes of walking and you'll close mm-hmm. your notification or, you know, you're really close, keep it up or maybe step it up or, um, and it will, and then there's more exciting animations if that's your thing. And considering how susceptible I am to those little, like, digital badges, like, award badges. As much as I made fun of, like, the text message animations, the animations when I did something good working out really work well. Those I'm so into those badges. I actually yeah. in May I my phone needed repair, but I waited until June first to send it in because I wanted to do a, a perfect move month. Which she is was on really a streak. impressive. A perfect move month. It's really hard. Okay, to be fair yeah. though, I my move goal is three hundred and sixty active yeah, calories. But still you it's more than mine. You work out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we're all impressed. Thanks, yeah. David. That's, I do that's think my goal. Some, it's nice when it moves a little bit more into just not simply telling you where you are, but also giving you a little encouragement, like run for 10 minutes and you'll hit your goal. Like that's really mm-hmm. nice. Well, yeah. it also covered one of our major complaints with the workout app, two of them really. One of them is having to switch back and forth to change your music, which right. Sarah talked about. The other one though is all of the tracking up until now has been daily. In other words, it was, did you hit your goal today? And most people work out you know if, if you're very active you work out three five times a week but you know Not most experts recommend I mean, taking break days that's yeah. actually why my activity goal is as low as it is because i don't work out mm-hmm. every day and so yeah. now they have monthly challenges which are you know quote unquote mm-hmm. smart monthly challenges based on your workout habits to try to kind of hit goals for the month which i thought was really cool mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited to see more mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm and, and I'm excited about the ability, like I said, to add, because generally you're not necessarily doing just one activity the whole time you're working out. You might do a couple things. And so to be able to basically add a second type of activity to your workout is awesome. Yeah. And definitely. high intensity interval training was one yeah. something they added, which is, you know, it's a really popular type of workout now. So mm-hmm. that's It was pretty ridiculous good. they didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, the they, other, go ahead. I was going to say, um, for Apple Music users, now there's the ability to start a playlist automatically when you start a workout. Mm-hmm. Right, you can set it, but also you can have more than one playlist. And this was a, like another pain point oh, you're because right. 
the only playlist on my Apple Watch, and I don't have my phone, so I can't put a different one, is one that I made for like a relaxed day floating down a river. Mm-hmm. And so I went to do a run yesterday, and I went to put on music, and I was like, oh, I'm going to run to like really soothing music. This is not going to be like... Like Sade or something. It's like <laughs> not really motivational. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I kept finding myself just like plodding along and then be like, no, I have to run faster. And like, <laughs> I will say as much as I'm on team Spotify, the integrations with Apple are really nice. Spotify mm-hmm, doesn't yeah. have an Apple watch app. What? And so I literally have to strap my phone to my arm only. I have Bluetooth headphones. The only reason I'm doing it is because Spotify doesn't have integration. That's, That's pretty lame. It's yes. pretty lame. The other feature for Apple Watch that I thought was pretty cool was the new Siri face. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a few new Apple Watch faces. Two of them are gimmicky, and one of them sounds really cool. Yeah, I was really say, cool. the Siri one's the only one really re- worth reporting on. The Toy one was Story like, was not gimmicky, okay? A Toy Story <laughs> one, and then Kaleidoscope, which was kind of pretty, The Kaleidoscope was whatever. pretty, but, you know, I'm going to stick with the flowers. Basically, yeah. Siri is kind of, they're taking, the, they're trying to take the smart assistant thing even further, where... Um, with it now, ra- rather than showing you like different complications, it shows you just it, it'll um, in a smart way pull up what what's the right thing to show you. So it'll show you the weather in the morning. It'll show you upcoming events. It'll show you traffic if they knows you're going to yeah, somewhere based on the time of day and your location. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, you know, you sometimes get the little thing on your phone, like when you get in your car that shows music or something. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, or I mean, when you're in the bathroom and it comes yeah. up and says Facebook, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that too. Mm-hmm. And because then you can like go into the app from there and it just seems like a much yeah. more functional way of using. It seemed pretty nice. One other thing is that there's going to be a flashlight now in Control Center on your Apple Watch and you can also use it as an emergency light. But wait, where is, was... is this going to be like a new version of the Apple Watch? Because where is this light know. coming from? Yeah, because they mentioned that towards know. the end. They didn't say whether that well, the would involve screen get really Are you going to be controlling your phone's flashlight? They Probably really... the screen gets bright. I don't know. So we're having a fun little miscellaneous section now. Oh, so yeah. that covers basically watchOS 4. Um, biggest takeaways is like music, the new Siri face, and... Uh, the activity updates for that. Yeah, and activities to me was the area, one of the areas they're really lacking in. Mm-hmm. In they general, I think stuff. the Apple Watch UI I generally like. use 30, 30, third-party workout apps and, you know, mm-hmm. having to use only my watch's workout app. Mm-hmm. This last time I worked out was kind of a pain. Yeah. So I'm glad they're improving it. For miscellaneous, we want to talk about tvOS. I mean, there is nothing new with that except for that there's going to be an Amazon, Amazon. app. That's we actually talked huge. about this in yeah. a recent episode, and that I'm we're getting really an Apple TV about because it. of it. Mm-hmm. But it was really great to make it official yeah. and know that we'll be getting that. They didn't say when; uh, they said later this year. Um, but that will allow if you have an Amazon Prime membership, you can watch all of the content that uh, comes along with that membership for free now on your Apple TV. It's not really for free, but yeah, with your membership, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said for free. <laughs> <laughs> Made it sound more exciting. Yeah. So instead of having to airplay it to your Apple TV, which you currently have to do, and if any of you have done that, you know that that can lead to more like glitchy, glitchiness and pausing and, and stuff And you like can't that. use your phone for other things while you watch. Yeah, which, you know, obviously you need the big screen and the little screen going exactly. at the same time. Like, focusing on one thing at a time is it's not possible in this digital much. age. Yeah. Obviously, we don't cover Mac very much, but Mac had a pretty decent update. Basically, what happened, what seemed to happen was they released the new MacBooks in the uh, in the fall of last year, 
but they were waiting on Intel to come up to release their new chips. Uh, and so they included, they added that to the MacBook. So the functionality of the MacBooks wasn't that exciting, at least the MacBook Pros was basically same computer, but now has Intel's new chips, which are faster processors. Mm-hmm. But they did release a new iMac, which seemed pretty cool. If you have five thousand dollars laying around, oh well, well that's, oh, that, so, that's yeah, the iMac had, Pro. Oh, the they iMac had Pro, the new sorry. iMac, which I can't remember all the specs on, but I remember being impressed. And then they had the new i iMac Pro, which is going to be basically the replacement for their uh, Mac Pro, which mm. is kind of a flop. And it seemed really impressive. It's in the same form factor of the iMac, but it has like insane specs, which we are all like, I don't know what it is, but that sounds really cool. Clearly, we're very into uh, iPhone and iPad and are kind of geeky about the computer, but only as a hobby. Yeah, and then Mac OS. Not enough to justify $5,000. Along with the Mac line, we have uh, the new operating system, too, which also, I mean, had some, some good functionality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mac line won't be available until December. Um, at least the iMac Pro, and it was $5,000, starting at $5,000. Right, I think the other Macs could be ordered sooner. Yeah, I think the oh, other Macs available, available like today. today. And the were. iPad Pro, it wasn't available. It was on the website, on Apple's website, the iPad Pro, but it wasn't, like, the ordering functionality wasn't oh, ready yet. Okay, so I feel like it's time to talk about the new Siri Smart Speaker. Mm-hmm. Which is not called the Siri Smart Speaker anymore. It's called the HomePod. Oh. HomePod. Can we start with the name? You sound yeah. like you really don't like it, Sarah. A lot of people groaned when... <laughs> it's... I, I don't know why it, they are doubling down on this pod thing. It looks a lot like a pod. <laughs> it's a very cool speaker. I'll just call it the Siri Smart Speaker in my head. Okay. <laughs> So the HomePod is $350, which I groaned about that because I was imagining in my head it would be like a little bit more than the Amazon Echo. But as David pointed out, this is supposed to be way better sound quality than the Amazon Echo. If you're serious about music and you are in the Amazon ecosystem as far as like for a smart home and stuff, you have to get a separate expensive speaker. Mm -hmm. As well as, yeah, this is true. It's going to be available in December. Yeah. And they made a big deal about how good the speaker sounds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like the Amazon Echo is a smart speaker first, a speaker second, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In other words, like it has a speaker, you can listen to music from it, but it's really not very good. Especially yeah, the smaller more like a smart ones. home assistant. Like the, the, yeah. the, the bigger Echo is, um, it's, it's decent. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you get like any of the smaller ones, like the dot, no. Oh, yeah. The dot doesn't right. really do music very much, but this seemed like a speaker first, a smart speaker second. Uh, like they really put a lot of emphasis on sound quality. Of course, we can hear the sound quality, so we're kind of trusting that Apple. Yeah. yeah, I mean, knew what they were doing there. But actually, it was interesting because I mean, it's basically like it's a smart speaker, so you can control your smart home with it, and you can like set alarms and reminders, and it's basically all the Siri functionality. But it was almost like they barely even talked about that. They were just really focusing on the sound quality. The rocking the house. Yeah, the rocking yeah, like the they house. said, rocking like the 50 house. times. But an interesting feature of it, too, is that this, the speaker can sense the size of the room and adjust your audio accordingly so that it's a like room-filling sound and no matter just what the size. size. Se- and not just size. It seemed like it could sense like its location in the room. It could tell like right. whether the walls were close to it. It has an A8 speaker or A8 chip in it, which is uh, the iPhone has Six, an, I think. 
Yeah, the that iPhone one. 6. So it's a pretty advanced speaker for a speaker, sorry. A pretty advanced chip for a speaker. Right. right. Yeah. And they said that if you have your music playing loudly and you say, hey, Siri, you know, what's the weather like? Siri will be able to hear you. Oh, sorry, I just activated that on Donna's phone. And and even though the music's loud, it's because mm-hmm. it has very good mics as well. I know, which I feel like that's something that I find I get annoyed at with with that feature. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to wake up Siri. Another nice thing is the privacy features there. It doesn't listen to you. Like, I was a little creeped out by the idea of the Amazon Echo listening all the time. Mm-hmm. And this feature will only start listening once you say, hey, Siri. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it looked like a stylish speaker, too. I mean, it yeah, seemed yeah. really cool. And we were doing, as a comparison, it looks very similar to the Libertone Zip. Uh, it's a little squatter, it's a more little pod-like. a little bit squatter, more pod-like. <laughs> it's like I think seven a little bit tall, bigger, too. A little bit wider. A little bit shorter. A little bit shorter. I guess that's what squatter is. <laughs> Here's the point I'm coming to. The Libertone was $250. So it's comparable in pricing to that. You can check your stocks and sports for people who like to do that. <laughs> the HomePod also had some good functionality for music discovery. So you can, you know, listen to jazz. You can ask to hear more by that artist. A lot of features like that that can help, that can make it more convenient Just to listen to music about jazz again, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I will say... You can listen to jazz. <laughs> I will say, my girlfriend's always making fun of me because I'm always across the room yelling at Siri, being like, hey Siri, turn on the fan. And it's like, will be nice to have a speaker that actually listens to I was just thinking, you. like, I, my, my boyfriend has um, an Amazon Echo, mm-hmm. and I've seen him get, like, progressively, like, more and more angry, like, hey, you know, com- he calls it computer, hey computer, like, play this song, and then it'll, it'll be like, I'm sorry, I don't see that in your, you know, like, and he'll just, like, get progressive, just, like, play it! Yeah, I know. We've all had that moment of then just swearing at Siri and then having right? Siri, like, don't call me that. <laughs> I know. So I, I think just, it, that's one of those things where you're not paying $350 for that, but if you have the speaker, you're going to really appreciate it, you know? So this gives you an idea of what, you know, of what was announced today at WWDC. Make sure to check out iPhoneLife.com for our full coverage because we get into like way more of the details on mm-hmm. any of these topics. And in the podcast post at iPhoneLife.com slash podcast, we will have links to our roundup and some other articles about the announcement. Yeah, and also, well, we don't know yet when the public beta is going to be available for iOS 11, but End it's probably going to be, oh, yeah, okay, never mind. And so we'll we'll teach you also how to enroll in that if you want to be one of the first you know early adopters and test that out. So, uh, and we'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think of this. All of these updates. Uh, send us an email at podcast at iphonelife.com. I also just thought of one other update that was pretty cool that we forgot. Siri has a new voice now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it sounds much more natural. There's like the natural inflections, like yeah. rising and lowering of the voice and pauses. Mm-hmm. And they're using, that's another example I mentioned earlier, they're using uh, a neural network, so they're using machine learning to, to do that. And they have some pretty impressive examples of like times when it was humans would know to pause, but typically a machine wouldn't know to pause. Right. So yeah, yeah I guess that's our question of the week. What do you think of these updates? Will you buy any of these things? Why or why not? So podcast at iphonelife.com. Love to hear from you guys. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you guys. Thanks everyone.